0: give me the thumbs up and that means iDeveloper Live episode 37 is on the air and with me today are two of the finest gentlemen the Mac and iPhone development community could ever want to get involved with and first Mr. John Fox. When did I become a man? Oh that's true. We started really well. I'm Mr. Kevin Hawker.
1: Hey, how you doing Scotty?
0: I am doing really good. Kevin, it's been a while since you've been on the show. It's been a while since that whole Coco Fusion thing got abandoned and, and, and whatever else. Just <laughs> remind people who haven't been around as long as the rest of us who you are.
1: i Kevin Hoctor. I have a company called No Thirst Software. We ship uh, Money Well and deck Quencher. And for the past X number of months that I've been absent, it's been mostly because I've been face down trying to get a 2.0 release out.
0: Oh. The legendary Money World Tour, and we'll talk a bit more about yes. that later on. Now we're going to um, do a rapid review of the year. Um, we don't want to waffle on for hours with stuff we said before, but you know, sometimes at the end of the year, it's good to go back and 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 reflect and uh, and maybe just look forward to what that means. Um, and, and so that's what we're going to do now. there's but actually, we're not just thinking back through, um, you know, what's gone on this year. I mean, just looking from just the Apple and the developers' perspective. It's it's been a huge year. We've had uh, OS ten point seven Lion. We've had iOS five. We've had Xcode four. We've had the Mac App Store. I mean, you know, as a year goes, that's quite a busy year.
1: It's been a huge year. I'm I, I'm thrilled with the software we got this year.
0: So where should we start? Let let's start. Um, let's start with Xcode four. I mean, because that came out uh, uh, Lion and Xcode four. I guess were roughly at the same time when they actually became released are you are you at no thirst Xcode four users? Oh yeah. yeah, we were we were
1: before it was before people were actually happy using it. We were using it because we were trying to uh, do some things that Xcode four did well, um, and it's, it's probably one of those the most loved hated uh, developer tools out there right now. I mean, there's we love it. I think that I think it really raised the bar on what you could do with uh, with Xcode. But I think so many people. Had to change their behaviors, and and the initial version was structured so you had to do it a certain way. And now it's more flexible. But you know, there's there there's so many people yelling about Xcode four, but we love it. I, I'm I'm a big fan of it.
0: And I mean, it's, we've only just come off a couple of shows on Xcode four, so we won't on well, it too long. And, and John, you spent the last couple of weeks sharing all your problem problems with it. Um, do you think we are going to look back um, in three or four years' time and say Xcode four was was the point where you know, Exco took the step into being a really up-to-date modern IDE, and, and in two years' time, when they've we've built on it, we're gonna. You know, the world is gonna love it. And wonder how we ever live without it. Or in two years' time, do you feel it's gonna be? Well, they tried that, and they've moved on to something else.
2: No, I, I think it's the former. I, 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 you know, I never, never had any real experience with other IDEs. I was never an Eclipse user. I was never, uh, you know. Uh, whatever Microsoft Developer Studio user, so I don't have these points of comparison. I Why will do say, you? I know, I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I never programmed in Java or, or Visual Basic either. So, um, and I think that that's, you know my experience with Xcode three is that I, I was I was very kind of accustomed to it. I had good muscle memory, and so it was absolutely jock. And jarring, but I can I can also see how Xcode four makes working in groups uh, probably easier. in this whole concept of workspaces and having here's all the setup for it. I think even the things that people you know whine about uh, about you know the, the, the hyper automation of it, like the, the build for archiving and all that kind of stuff, that that makes it feel like you're not in complete control. I don't want to be in complete control of every last minute detail. I'm happy to let software do the right thing, um, so long as it actually does that. And I think. It's more or less gotten most of these, these these big failures worked out, and I think that, that given enough a little more time, the last bits will get ironed out. And yes, we'll all be happily using Xcode four.
0: I mean, Kevin, do you think your experience of Xcode four is is good because of the choices you you made um, about supporting you know only the latest releases of the OS and whatever else? Meaning you're not dealing with legacy stuff, and, and equally you're dealing with with a code base that you're trying to get released right now uh, at 2.0 um and so therefore you had the flexibility to just hack stuff around and change it
1: yeah and we we've still had to support our leopard app that's um that requires us to go back to uh, xcode 3 and we just flip into the snow leopard and we do that and it's it's painful that we can't just do that next code 4 but i understand all the uh Drop the drop the pass. but for what we're doing now, when we're supporting our new apps, are supporting iOS 5 and and Lion exclusively, and that really makes a big difference. And just having LLVM and Clang and and all the wonderful additions to uh, the back end as well as the front end on Xcode 4 has really made a huge difference for us. I mean, I I can just see our code's gotten a a, a lot cleaner because of partially because we've let go of the the legacy stuff and partially because um the, the anal- analysis and everything else that Xcode 4 is giving us is is helping us to improve the code.
2: So you're, you're ready to
0: abandon your Leper app?
1: Yeah. My Leper? Leopard.
0: Oh, I thought you said Leper. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Beth.
0: <laughs> Right, so let's abandon that topic and move on because we've got so many things to go through because in, 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 2000 is such a video. They're going to get a few minutes each. Uh, okay, you've just spoken about abandoning legacy code, Kevin. Um, I remember at... Um, WWDC, uh, and you and the No Thirst team and lots of huddles during the, um, uh, during the event, but we won't go into your personal lives. Uh, but anyway, also <laughs> you had lots of meetings where you, um, uh, I remember you came to that decision while they're at the conference. And I think I'm allowed to say this because I think it's fairly uh, well known now through your bitch program that you were going to go, many Menuar 2 was going to go to, uh, 10.7 or a lion only uh, application. Um, of the you know so what was it in lion that made you as a developer make that big choice you know cuz it's only it was, wasn't even released fully then um, you know so lion big release of the year what about it made you say as developers this is where we're going we've got to do this we're going to throw everything else out so and get on this way
1: yeah the um, the, the big trigger was that uh, that we hadn't shipped yet so we were we were still on the we couldn't make a decision and as apple Unveiled one more thing that we wrote custom that they are shipping as standard in Lion. It just became more and more evident that you know if we if we try to continue to support Snow Leopard and then try to make it look like a Lion app so that our Lion version and our Snow Leopard version look the same that we'd be spending an awful lot of time um, wasting effort. Uh, so the idea was let's get let's get just on the modern platform. Let's let's dump all the the older code. It let us use all the the new features. We we got to uh, reduce a lot of the um, Ivar use and everything else that we had. We got to just clean up code. It it just made a, it just made a lot of sense because of all the stuff we were doing to pretend we were a Lion app in Snow Leopard, and it just reduced our code. So no brainer.
2: Kevin, you haven't completely manned up and switched to using all Arc, have you? Uh,
1: no, Arc uh, still wasn't stable enough for us to go to it when uh back when we could have made that decision it's too late now to to play around with it but a 2.x release maybe
0: so do you feel um with with, um that making that choice and you could go back and take other code out do you feel that has sped up the progress you've made since then uh by being able to do that or has it actually slowed things down slowed things down but gives you just a better platform for the future
1: we had some, some wasted code, uh, time. Certainly if I would have, uh, if I would have known that I couldn't ship Moneywell 2 before Lion was out, I would have made different decisions. Uh, and I probably would have gone earlier with the decision to stay, uh, to Lion only. And we could have reduced code then. Now it's a matter of, um, the code we're, we're not putting into the app. It's just one less thing to have a bug in. Uh, if we're not trying to support an older version, or if we can go 64-bit, then we are definitely reducing the amount of um, amount of variables in in what could blow up and and the problems we could have. So, it it definitely reduces the bugging time. It definitely reduces a uh, testing time for the for the final app.
0: So, users. Okay, let's look at this from a user's perspective. Although this is a developer show, occasionally. Um, it's, uh, you know, has Lion, I mean, technology-wise, just like Snow Leopard was a great release, I think in Lion there's been some good stuff. As a user's release, do you think Lion has been a successful um, OS release or users less enthusiastic?
1: Personally, I love it. I mean, I, I, and I pitch it to everybody because it just cleaned up stuff. It, um, you know, there, there certainly is a lot of pain for the users that are our customers that have Older apps that don't run under Lion and are trying to bridge the gap, like Quicken 2007, uh, and they're saying, "I want to move to MoneyWell 2.0," but Quicken 2007 doesn't run under Lion, but MoneyWell 2.0 is not going to run under Snow Leopard. So they're at that, I have to jump the, jump the bridge, you know, and just kind of make that decision, and it's tough. Um, I, I think it's hard for a lot of them to let go of their their older legacy apps, but as as a good operating system, as a good upgrade, uh, I think Lion was tremendous for, for almost everybody.
0: John, your view?
2: I don't, I don't think it's, it's something that if you should just point to one versus the other, people would get so excited and say, as a pure consumer, it's like, oh, wow, I really want to get this. Um, and I think what Kevin said is exactly right. I mean, you know, an OS is one thing, but it's the tools that people use every day. And if you are a brand new user and you don't have legacy apps in the same way you're a developer, you don't have legacy code, and you're starting from scratch, yeah, Lion is, is absolutely wonderful. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm willing to admit that I don't use Lion every day because, because I still have things that I have to work on that just don't work properly.
0: Okay. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm a strange person because basically I'll upgrade the OS and if, uh, if the app doesn't... Is there a question about that? Yeah, I know. I still let myself mm-hmm. in for that one, didn't I? Um, yeah. And, you know, if I... In some ways, I'd rather just... Unless it's really, really essential to me, if I upgrade the OS and there's a certain app that doesn't work, then I'll find an alternative and you, that person's just sort of lost me. Uh, not necessarily the day of release, but you know, if, it's, if, you know, if not soon afterwards, it's not going, then you know, move on. Right. That's because I have no loyalty.
2: Yeah, I, I will say the fun thing is that is that you know, speed. There are certain things that, without having to change anything, apps got faster. I, I appreciate that. I noticed that in, in memory miner, some of the, the, the opening images and has and got got faster just because I, I'm sure the the, the underlying implementations of, of APIs that I use just were, were optimized, which is great. It's wonderful.
0: I think that's true. But I, 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 one thing that gets me every time. I mean, I. You know, I haven't been around on the Mac that long, I think. When I first came to the Mac, 10.4 was the current um, uh, OS. So I've only been through three major releases of, of OS X. But every time I forget how buggy the first release is and, and how often it makes machines crash and all this stuff we say about, you know, Macs just work and they don't crash and blah, blah, blah. It's never true at the .0 release. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, you know, that does, that you know, but it, in fairness... A point one usually comes along pretty darn fast, within, within a couple of months. And then it's sort of, you know, 90% of those issues just go away. Um, and so I should, I should just stop being such a fool and sort of just wait till the point one. But I just can't do that. So there we are. And, and Dave's laughing because that's what Dave does. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just shiny, shiny. I want, I want. That's right. <laughs> so i'll put up with my machine crashing so that i can have lots of features i don't use and need but anyway <laughs> there we are i have to say though since lion i have i'm just reading um uh, one of the um uh, quotes in, in in the chat room i have abandoned safari because i just it was just it just gives me too much trouble and i have moved to chrome as my main my main browser which i find works a lot better um which is a bit silly really but yeah
1: how long ago did you do that
0: A month, six weeks ago.
1: Okay. I haven't had. Some people have been complaining about Safari. I really haven't seen problems. It's it's
0: not crashing, it's just so darn slow. Compared uh, to Chrome, it's half half the speed. Mm. Uh, But there we are. That's uh, that's, uh, for something totally different. Okay, so uh, Xcode 4 has got our thumbs up. Uh, Lion, get a thumbs up? Yep. Hell yeah. Definitely. Okay, so that's two thumbs up. Nothing negative, nothing controversial on this show how dull but it's a season of goodwill and so we will be nice to everybody apart from the people we're not okay um okay let's, let's stick with uh, ios releases ios 5 okay now um uh john i know you've been working on uh the iphone versions of your app and um uh, kevin you have an, an ios version of money what, what does ios 5 do for you both good or bad release what what yeah what do you think
2: I, I think it, it's a it's a beautiful release for the user. That's the one I think that there's a much bigger difference between four and five that, that really compels people to upgrade. And then the the fact that you get over the air updates is huge, huge, huge I think. I think it's it's the API differences. There's so many more clever things to, to work with that, that just make you so happy to use it and have just not the slightest interest in, in supporting four because of that.
1: I agree and, and just like you said, over the air updates for that alone, it's it's an amazing upgrade to iOS and everything that they've cleaned up um, some of the the UI changes especially for notifications and uh, it's it's an obvious great update for users and we also as developers just get a ton more uh, functionality and so many things that have been uh, lacking in the previous version so I, I love iOS 5 that's and that's why we kind of switched to it with um, with the latest plus uh, well, we're, we're going to talk about iCloud later, but that's that's kind of an essential. for, yeah, for iCloud.
2: It, there's one point that that I, I just observed over over the last couple of days where there was uh, uh, somebody I work with who had not upgraded to iOS five on his device, and I actually then saw why, because he had an early generation MacBook Air, so he only had, and he had the the solid straight drive. It had only 128 megabytes, and he was uh, gigabytes, sorry, and he was in the in the position where in order to upgrade his device to iOS five, he had to upgrade his iTunes. And he didn't have enough, you know, space free to be able to do that. He had to go and painstakingly remove things so they can then do it. And in order to back up his device, it was it was a pretty you know pretty involved operation. But because after that, when he's done and he can do the over the air upgrades, that makes his life easier. And, and then yeah, when he has iCloud and the vast majority of his his stuff can be out on the cloud. It, it makes the whole thing tick over, but it was a painful transition. It was kind of funny well, the, to watch.
1: The, the fact that you can actually have an iOS 5 device now that doesn't need a Mac or right. PC yeah. to start it up, I mean, that's right there for me. That was the big change. That was what I was hoping for because I wanted to be able to say to you know some of my relatives you can just get an iPad but I couldn't say that because they'd have to have a computer too right and, well, and that's exactly
2: that point I mean that really does change things because for so many people it really is their first computer you know and that, that's the, the typical use case in, in that scenario in the developed world is you know is you know, older folks but you know all these people in, in, in developing countries where that is their first computer it, it's a stunning market opportunity
0: you see, I think this is one of the major changes for me in two thousand eleven. Um sorry, Dave's looking weird, I was weird because I was speaking with my hand in front of my mouth, which isn't great to do on a radio show. Um <laughs> I'll learn how to do this stuff one day. Uh, is now, for the first time and I don't and I don't think this is just because of the um, you know the disconnect in, in, in whatever else, although I, and probably subconsciously that does, but with the iPad two that we got back in um, about February, which it feels like we've had the iPad two forever, but it's only been a few months, and with the iOS five and, and the, uh, the the processing power it has, I find for certain applications I am now looking for you know my first response is to look for an iPad app to do something. Before I always saw the iPad or the iPhone is a way of getting a piece of software to connect to or support or be a supplement or some sort of input into something I was probably going to be running on my Mac. Whereas now I think I'm often, certain pieces of software quite happy to say, well, I'm happy just to run that on my iPad and that's where it's going to be. And yeah, it'll get backed up onto my Mac or whatever, but I don't need a piece of Mac software to go with it. And I think that's been a major change in my thinking this year. And I don't know you know, if, if for you guys, you, know, you can relate to that or whether you just, yeah, you know, well, that's just me because I'm weird.
1: No, no, it's it's I'm I'm weird with you on that because I just I want the iPad version. I want the iPad version of I want the iPad version of Moneylo. Um You know, because I
0: <laughs> maybe you should write for, that, for many for, for
1: many reasons. Um, yeah, but it's it's just a better platform for me to do everything else besides developing software. <laughs> if I'm not developing software, I'd rather be on my iPad. That's how it works for me.
2: Yeah, I have to agree. I think it it, it, it all comes down to the you know, writing software for, for people and not devices. I, I would say that, that it becomes possible when you have the backing web services for it, right? You know, an iPad that didn't have uh, over-the-air updates. Wouldn't work, right? You wouldn't. Right. You, you, and now you're coming to the place where, yes, all my data should be shareable to all my devices. And then it does change the, the Mac OS to say, hey, it's, just, it's a device just like iOS. It has some specific attributes to it, but it, it, unto itself is not all that interesting unless it's backed by all these web services.
0: Okay, that takes us nicely on to the next thing. We're only given a few minutes here. iCloud. How much of a game changer is iCloud? I mean, you yeah, know, let's be real iCloud has got certain features, but Apple have been pretending to have a sort of internet sort of infrastructure for um, a long time now. Do we feel iCloud is going to at last deliver the promises they've been making, or is this dot .Mac, Mobile Me version 3 disaster?
2: <laughs> I think it's, it's gotten a lot better than those other ones. I still think they have growing pains, but I think that I'm confident they'll get things worked out. But I, yeah. I, mean, I, I notice things like, for instance, with, with, with iMessage, where I'll send something to, you know, to, to my wife and, and, and it, will, it will always determine saying, hey, can I send it? Y- yes, they've got an iOS 5 device, wonderful, I'll send it, but then she doesn't get the message. And so sometimes I think uh, it makes me doubt things. So then I say, okay, well, if I really need to get it there, I better make sure I send it as a text message. And I think there's been similar kind of growing pains with Siri where it will just go offline. So I think that, that Apple has gotten a lot better, but I, I don't think they're anywhere close to, to Google in terms of, of utter reliability, and that's a shame.
1: I think they'll get well, there. I, I don't know if Google's the the reliable standard out there, but um, I, I would say that iCloud, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I think it's. Uh, I think they've redone the parts that need to be redone, and, and I think after after it goes through a little maturation period, we will actually have a reliable back end to... to Use for all our apps and 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 basically rely on. I you know iMessage has been good for me as far as fallback. It it tends to fall back to uh, text messaging well, and you know my biggest problem has always been that AT and T doesn't deliver my text messages. So Mm. the fact that the fact that iMessage doesn't get one through once in a while doesn't seem as uh, as damning a praise on iCloud. It might just be part of negotiation with AT and T or your other phone. Uh, service.
2: Um, I don't know. I was curious about that. It was it was a very small detail that I've wondered about. I see some applications, for instance, you post on Path, and it waits in, until it knows that it's it's you know received the data on the server before it will update the client side. And, and other apps, like Facebook, I think will will do the opposite. So it makes you feel that it's done, and it will, will only I guess alert you in an error. In the case of, of sending messages, from what I can see, it will say you know accepted for deliver you know delivered. But I do not believe it's actually, you know, delivered to the other device. I believe it just means it's delivered to, to the, you know, Apple's data center. And we don't know when it will come on. Whereas with a text message, it does not say it's been delivered until it's actually received on the other device. So, I mean, these, these are tricky minor details, but, but they matter.
0: I mean, Kevin, you're, you're, you're looking at an application or you have an application where, you know, um, ideally, people want that application on multiple devices. Um, you want to be able to sit there and, and do your budgeting or stick your receipts in on your iPad or put in that um, money you're spending when you're out there in the store on your iPhone have your main uh, Mac for doing stuff, you know, and so really, you know, it was an application that wants to live in a connected world. Um, you know, are you ready to, to trust all of that to iCloud or, or, you know, is that a choice you've made or are you still holding back on that and going down your own route for now? Or, you know, what decisions have you made there?
1: We are holding back until we see the problems go away with iCloud. There's, there's definitely developer problems and we've been watching them and working with them and, um, you know, it's, but having... That available to us is 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 just wonderful the the idea that says everybody that bought an iOS device or bought a Mac or has anything connected now can use iCloud in the back end that just makes it easier we don't have to we don't have to sell them on another service or run our own servers or anything else that's that's definitely some place we want to be i just I just really need apple to to, to make sure it, it works 100% of the time because, you know, we can't afford to have any more problems. Sync is always hard to begin with, uh, and, I, and I've and i had my share of uh, faux pas and, and syncing uh, methods, so, you know, I can't jump on apples and say, oh, I, I assume it'll be perfect because we used sync services in the past, and and it had its wonderful share of problems, so um, I'm not ready to step in a, a boiling pot yet.
2: Uh, my... my, my Big hope for iCloud in the coming year is that that they will allow people to have. I want a permanent object at this URL. Please keep it that way. And until they do that, I can't see running everything that I need to uh, on, on iCloud alone, which makes me sad because they actually removed some some functionality that people had from from dot Mac days or, or mobile Me days. So that that, that means leads me to having to say, well, okay, you can use iCloud for for. Moving metadata around, but if you want to keep things permanently stored, you know, use another service like
0: Dropbox or or so, such and such.
1: You just talk about file based. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, so um, let, let's move on from iCloud. iCloud. Although, I th- actually, I think iCloud really will become. It's a word powerful. as powerful is now? You know, I, I think unless until sharing of some form comes into to iCloud. Yeah, there's always going to be limitations, but uh, there we go. Maybe sharing is not part of the design and it will never be there. I don't know. Um, okay, so let's move on. Something else that um, came this year, um, the Mac App Store. Um, John, you had your fun with the Mac App Store. Um, Kevin, you've been doing lots of work You know, too, uh, and uh, you, you've had your fun with the Mac App Store. Has this genuinely been a good move for the Mac, or did you prefer the good old days? Whichever one of you wants to fire in with that one first. Go ahead, Kevin. Um, I, I'm i
1: thrilled with the Mac App Store. It, when we when it came out in January, we were on it as fast as possible. I I, I had a um, version of MoneyWell and DeckWrencher ready for it, and when they went live, our apps went live, and um, we had. That that was January was our our biggest month this year because of all the excitement and all the people that went to the app, Mac App Store. So, um, and now we sell direct and we sell through the Mac App Store. And I would say that our sales are much higher because of that. Probably about um, fifty to eighty percent higher right. than they were and in the past. W- and we get, um, uh, we definitely get. Uh, more traffic through the Mac App Store, and we don't even advertise it. It's not It's not on our website saying, go buy things at the Mac App Store. It's only telling them to buy direct, and yet we get a good 60% of our sales through the Mac App Store.
0: John, you, how's it working out for you? Because I mean, you're far more recently. I mean, you, Kevin, got hold of some of the advantages I think of being here on day one, Right. and there was a, a, a lot of people who said, whoa, great sales, but then it all sort of Disappeared a little bit, um, you know. So you came in a lot later, uh, partly because you were still getting your software ready, and then partly because of the um, the drama that unfolded as a, a part of this show um, and kept people on the edge of their seat for week after week after week. I'm sure. <laughs> How is it now gone for you? Now you've been in there a, a month or two now, is it probably?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it, I have to. I'm, I'm sad to say it hasn't been a really great experience, you know, and and I would imagine most of that has to do with having taken so long. I mean, I, I really did try um, to, to get it on t- on time for launch, but there were certain things that I just wasn't able to to, to get done. Um, and I was doing a 64-bit transition at the same time, and there was all these issues with plugins. It, it was a bit of a nightmare to get it on there. And it's kind of funny because uh, a listener or colleague had had, had emailed me saying, hey, who was the name of the person that you emailed to at, at Apple to try and sort this problem out? And so I I, I went through that with him, and I looked over the, the email, and what I'd said is that, gosh, you know, I've been developing for and shipping Mac apps for, since 2006, and this has been really painful. I hope it doesn't have to be that way, but we'll see what happens in 2012. I, I think that, that people were, who were able to get there you know, at, at launch and, and benefit from that are very, very happy. And I think if you didn't get there, I think that you were much less happy.
1: But is it, you think it's because of the category you're in? Is it crowded? Or? Well, I
2: mean, I think that that's definitely the case. I mean, that's a big problem because, you know, over the years iPhoto has brought so many things that that memory miner had to begin with. And, and so you're competing against something that's free that you get in there. So I always have to work hard to try and differentiate. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in that transition right now again. Um, but I think the other thing, too, is, is that Apple, you know, when you had a, a legitimate app And and you put it up there on uh, you know with the the software catalog they had. It's been so long I can't remember what it's exactly. Apple downloads. Apple downloads. There you go. Every time you had uh, you know any release whatsoever, you always you know got some 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 time on the front page so to speak for some minimum of time. And then if your app was nice or it was a major release or you, you know you you wrote a little note or something, then you would always get some some more feature time and. I really expected that I would be able to have, you know, here's this release of the software, I would expect something. I got absolutely nothing, which leads me to to wonder. It's like, that's when the paranoia comes in. Um, you know, our, our our friend and colleague, Dan Wood, you know, when, when he shipped, uh, you know, Sandbox to begin with, at the time when they were, Apple's pushing iWeb, you know, he was nowhere to be seen anywhere. And when they drop support for iWeb, all of a sudden, you know, he gets great support and he's had a really great experience. So, it's it's a type of thing where if you don't have some some direct relationship with Apple, you know, in developer kind of evangelism or you know the the, the of the world, or the, the it's hard. And uh, I feel I feel lost in that respect. And I'm lost because I I enjoyed that very much in the first couple of years when after I released, and since then it's like it's, it's hard for me to connect.
0: Do we fill the Mac App Store at any point in Apple's future? Is going to become the only way you're allowed to put software on a Mac.
1: I, I don't ch- think so. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I think I think Apple would like to. If they felt that they could get away with it, they probably would.
1: Yeah, I just don't think they can close that door. It's 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 wedged open too wide. But yeah. I, I, I agree. I think Apple would like that just because it reduces the amount of of. Um, Danger, you know, with getting software, they, they they can they don't blame they can't blame anybody else, you know. It's like it comes to the Mac App Store and they've cleansed it, they they've made sure it's okay, and you know it's a safer computer because of that. But um, but yeah, I think the door is wedged open too wide.
0: So what I, if I, what if by ten point eight ten point nine, if you were to be installing software in any other way, you were getting tons and tons of security warnings. You had to go through forty seven dialog boxes to approve. Um, the software to have access of all these different things because they've not been verified by by Apple. You know, do you think although they may allow it, to it actually just becomes so darn awkward to install software any other way, or so such a bad user experience that it, they never say you can't, but it kill they kill it anyway.
1: So you expect Apple to ship Windows Vista
0: for non Mac for non, for non-, non- Mac App Store in, for non Mac App Store installed software? Yes, maybe.
1: I don't know. I. I I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think Apple is a, a responsive company when, uh, when they do something and they've gone too far and everyone stomps their feet and screams. You know, we've seen it over and over again that they've, they've taken a few steps back and, and they've said, okay, yeah, yeah, we went a little bit too far with that. We'll open that up and we'll change this. And, um, so I, I think that would get so much uh, backlash for them unless, unless the software in the App Store was complete. Uh, which it can't be at this point. There's there's no way you can ship every product that's available on the Mac through the Mac App Store because of the restrictions. So I I can't see that happening, and I I don't know if Apple wants it to be painful any way you put software on the Mac because that's just bad publicity for them.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, to think back to the things that you were saying earlier, Scotty, if, if, if the first place where you look for software is on your iPad, then you, you pretty much shifted your center of gravity to, to right. a new environment. And I think that, that they could try as much as they wanted to, but, you know, even if they have made the decision to do that and they had some secret plan for doing it, you know, that you're talking about a one to two year window, I think, for making that, that really possible, you know, m- maybe not two years. But, in that amount of time, they will have sold how many more iOS devices and, right. and will have had that time to to get iCloud just you know as perfect as any such service can be at that point it won't really, really matter and so yeah, the only people who would be using Macs would be software developers and, and high end creative professionals which is which I think is fine for for apple they don't if, if you're a consumer software user, you should be on iOS
0: right well, I think we've um dealt with all of the releases that came from Apple over 2011, Um, I think. Yep, just making sure in my head, if if anyone disagrees with me, let me know. But obviously there was a a very, very big event in Apple, probably the biggest event of the year, that um, it lost its leader. Um, And we we spoke about that a lot at the time, and... Uh, there's been lots of Steve Jobs history postings, and um, uh, you know a lot of stuff like that, and, and you know we, we probably don't want to do that again. But let's just very quickly just say, okay, how does that affect uh, Apple going forward? Now it's been a few months, or I think it's been a few months, or, or a little while. You know, and, and people have a chance to calm down, maybe think about it a little bit more. You know, what does this mean for Apple going forward? In in your opinion.
1: I think Apple lost uh, a, a voice, uh, kind of a, a push for uh, saying no to things, uh, for for being disciplined about what you can and can't do to a device or, or to software. Um, but they certainly have got a culture now that is built around what what Steve was trying to do, and and you know that he wasn't day to day in Apple activities for. For two years or more, you know, he wasn't able to do everything he needed to do. So, I don't think there's going to be that much of a change. Um, at least not in the in the next couple of years or so. It's not gonna. We're not going to see a change. I think that the pipeline is is full of things that have already been kind of procured.
2: Yeah, well, I, I would like to see who who the public tastemaker is. If one will pop out, you know, will Johnny Ives become that person or someone else? I mean, it's definitely not. It's definitely not Tim Cook. It's definitely not Phil Schiller. Um, but it would be nice to be able to 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 see that, or or, or I don't know, maybe not. You know, maybe maybe it doesn't have to be that way. You know, what was Disney post 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 the death of Walt Disney? It was actually in decline for a number of years, and I guess he saw that as a lesson and figured out that that I don't want to see that happen to to what I put my life into.
0: I mean, do you feel there is an opportunity just in the industry as a whole for someone to step up in another company? and and take that place and begin to you know, is this an opportunity for somebody else? I mean, okay, just forget for the moment the company logistics and you know, whether they can bring their company with them or, or whatever else, but do you think there is room Yeah, you know, this is possibly, crazy, possibly, it could be another turning point in history because someone else from outside Apple can step in and take that role?
2: I, I have a I hard time seeing that on the scale that Apple did, but what I, I do have noticed, I, I think that there are a a small number of, of what I would call Apple-like companies that have just this mati- maniacal attention to detail and love of product. I mean, Flipboard is one that comes to mind. There's the the, the people that made the um, the, the, the automatic thermostat. And I forgot what it's called, but you know, they, they were ex Apple people. The guy who did the original uh, you know, uh, iPod hardware Square, yes, yeah, yeah. Square is another one. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that uh, you know, uh, it's it's interesting. That I think the world is a better place when you have you know, thousands of, of companies following that model versus a small number um right. that have huge, huge impact.
1: Yeah, I think I think Apple and Steve Jobs led Apple has raised the expectation for at least some people to for, for the products they expect and for things they expect out of companies. So I think there's an opportunity for especially the smaller companies, like you said, to to step up and fill that role as opposed to expecting someone to to walk into Apple to become that visionary again, I, I don't know if we'll have a, a replacement visionary, but we'll definitely have a, a desire to keep things cleaner and simpler and and take away the uh, the, the painfulness of using software and, and hardware.
0: Well, but... Well, I'm just sorry. We've just been looking at technical problems. So the feed the feed is uh, giving us loads of problems tonight. Apologies to those in the uh, in the chat room. They keep getting cut off. Um our listeners are dropping like flies because they can't keep, keep it on there. We're gonna keep going with the show anyway. We are recording. Um we're gonna get this one out on the feeds today as opposed to the normal two days. Um so many apologies to those who've been trying to listen live. Um there's still one or two people hanging on in there. The the brave, the foolish, the foolhardy, those who've not even noticed the feed have gone, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: not even listening. They just forgot they went to the website.
0: That's right. It's just on in the background, and they're just wondering why they're yeah. feeling so nauseated. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so um, that's uh, yeah, that that's the stuff that's been been coming out of Apple this year. Um, so, other than the, the you know the releases and those events, um, you know, John, what is what has been the big thing of the year as far as you're concerned?
2: I think the whole Amsterdam movement is is significant. You know, I, I I did go. You came with me. I've been following it very closely. There was certainly lots of hype around it, and and and, and people were like saying, "Well, okay, somebody set out with the goal of, of let's let's create a paradise for software developers." And have they created that? No. You no. Know, can you create a paradise overnight? No. How long did it take for for Apple to turn itself around? Or how long did it take from? When they started the whole Macintosh project, to when they shipped, what I look at it is, I think they they, they put a stake in the ground. They said that this is important. We want to have a place where we can have, you know, what's like an NS conference um, all the time. And, and I, I think they're 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 well along their way. And, and 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 what's interesting is that I can refer to it as as there and not just oh here's Mike Lee's you know vision there. I, I know. That there's a concerted effort by a number of people, and it's a, it, there's a, a self sustaining organization there. So I'm looking forward to, to see where they go with that in in the new year.
1: I think the, um, the 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 biggest thing that I saw this year happen is the transition to to the iPad as a as a usable platform for so many industries. I'm watching the airline industry and uh, oil and gas industry and and um, uh, Schools and and just basically any anybody that needs a computing device suddenly this becomes a solution for them and and the idea that people are looking to uh, to these tablets that for years we tried to work with tablets I mean I was working with tablets back in the in the early Windows tablets days trying to get applications to work on them and we just could never we could never move them we could never sell them to people it just it just was a horrible experience. And now to see how everybody wants an iPad, kids want an iPad for Christmas. It's, it's just the, the thing you carry around the house and work with. It's, you know, I've got relatives that never touch a computer grabbing their iPad and, and using it, grabbing my iPad and using it. And um, I, I just think it's a huge transition, huge change. And I think it's only going to get bigger in 2012. We're going to see a, a wave of people that never touched computers before suddenly using iPads.
0: I think that's true, I I mean, especially with the iPad 2 becoming a little bit more powerful, a little bit lighter but equally I think it helped that so many other companies tried to get on the bandwagon some of them are still there that although they didn't really succeed as such I mean I think Apple, I'm right in saying, still sell as many iPads as everybody else put together with all their tablets Um, they sort of, it, it sort of almost made it that okay, this isn't just Apple having an idea. This, you know, like possibly when the Newton was around, this is, you know, this is, this is an industry saying, yeah, this is great. And, and it sort of created a culture in which, yeah, tablets, oh, the iPad is the best one. I'm going to go for that one.
2: Right. I think that their, their sales dominance goes well beyond selling more than all the other ones combined. I think that, that there, there is an iPad market, and, and, and I don't think that there's, there's, there's a credible alternative yet
1: Definitely not, not, not right now. I mean, unless you're talking about special cases like the the Kindle. But we bought right. a Kindle and we bought an iPad, yeah. a couple iPads. You know, so it, we use it for different purposes.
2: Right? Yeah, exactly. I think the Kindle Fire is a great, you know, consumption media consumption device. It's oh, very funny the, because the,
1: the Kindle is. I don't know if the Kindle Fire is, but yeah. the Kindle is it's a good reading device.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean that that's it's kind of funny. They kept saying it's like, oh, it's not a it's, it's a consumption only device, and and that's 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 what's so interesting about it. It's like that that's to me the least interesting aspect of 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 the, the iPad. I mean, it, right. it really is because they're all, all of these great apps that so transform the the piece of hardware that it, it becomes the, the thing. It's 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 it, it becomes the piano, it becomes the, the the two turntables you know for for a DJ to work with, and so on and so forth, and it, it's, it's everything, but. A consumption-only device, and the only one that has 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 been a reasonable competitor in, in terms of of market share is something that's just designed as a, as a as a consumption device.
0: I think it's interesting because actually the iPad is not a great reading device. I mean, if we yeah. for browse web browsing that sort of thing, depends what you call reading. For reading books, it's not a great device. The screen is too shiny to read outside often. Um, you know, the device itself is too heavy to necessarily hold. You know, if you're reading in bed or something like that. Um, so it's actually, I would say, it's 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 a device. It's fantastic, but that's one area where I think you know something like a Kindle, which is specifically designed for reading. Uh, it's incredibly light. It does the job incredibly well. Battery lasts, you know, from here to eternity. You know, is a case where you'd say, yeah, I could justify a reading device as well. Yeah. Um, my highlight for the year, um, well, mine's very personal, um, so it doesn't affect the industry or doesn't affect the world or or a lot, but I, uh, my favourite part of this year, I think, has to be um, Developers Against Poverty, um, that we run back in uh, March uh, of 2011 um, and raised $65,000 uh, to put clean water um, into uh, the hands or mouths or whatever you want life. to say the lives of about three just under three and a half thousand people um and that's, that's cool, you know, for the rest of their life and yeah that's uh um you know probably my, my personal highlight and the way the developer community gathered around that and uh um you yeah, know that was great um would love to do something similar in 2012 just need to so you know don't want to just repeat things for the sake of it but i think you yeah, know if we can help another three thousand lives or so or even more in, in 2012, that would be great. I'm just trying to think about the best way of doing that. Um, but, you yeah, uh, know, yeah for me, I think that's, that's my highlight of the, of the year.
1: The a great highlight.
0: Um, okay, so let's go for some lowlights. John, what, what's been bad about it? We've been talking about, you know, these great things in 2011. You know, from a developer's point of view, what's bad? Gosh, you
2: know, I, you know, I, I'm hard pressed to say what's bad. I mean, I could, I could say things that I wish it had turned out better for for me, but I, I no, it's hard, hard. Well, sorry, what am I saying? <laughs> Patent trolls, <laughs> duh. <laughs> it's like something that's like so awful. I was kind of think like, okay, that's just so you blocked
1: outside. it out. You blocked it out.
2: <laughs> well, it's true, but it, it, it's yeah. kind of, it, it is just, it, it's just so you know, universally. I can't use the word I want to on a clean show, but, um, I, but my only kind of. Positive light about it. It seems like it's crumbling a little bit. I
1: guess, is it I
0: guess it crumbling a little bit? We just like just we I don't to. know.
2: Well, I think that 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 by slowly but surely, some of the there have been some challenges for it. So that's not they 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 backed off. I mean, you remember back you know when they were like, you know, uh, actively going after everybody who you know, just everybody who who even remotely contravened some patent that they, they had. But then they, they, i haven't seen you know they haven't seen such you know much since that either means that every single one of them caved quietly or they decided that that that, that it wasn't going to be the, the the walk in the park that they expected it to be
0: well, do you yeah, think that,
1: that definitely was a nasty nasty part of the, this past year and I'm, I'm glad it's died down I hope it's not just out of the news and it's it's really died down
0: so maybe it's just uh, yeah that could be one that's raises its head again they have just uh realigning for attack but that's know. Yeah, i think uh, it it spoiled and ruined the lives of a number of, of of small developers did it actually gain anybody anything of any significance did anybody win even the patent trolls did they really actually win anything by doing what they did this year um, i would have to say they probably didn't i don't know if you know even those that settled i mean for all of the, the stuff that happened, were the settlements with the people they got settlements with actually worth it? I don't know is the answer to that. I guess I don't know. Uh, you know,
1: I was, I, was in, I was in one of those kind of cases back in the 90s, and we were, we were hit for really stupid type of patent stuff, uh, measuring two points on a screen to come up with a real-world measurement. It's like, really, that's the patent? Um, and, and it, it was painful, you know, because we couldn't afford to go in there and, and hire a lot of lawyers, and so we ended up paying royalties to this uh, gentleman um, for a while, and then we finally stood up to him and said, you know, fine, come after us, and and he backed off. But you know, it's 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 the distraction. It's a horrible, horrible distraction. I mean, when you're trying to create software, when you're trying to be uh, positive and inventive, and somebody's coming around with this this lawsuit and 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 Capturing all your time and attention—I don't know. That's, there's nothing worse when you're trying to trying to write software. It's it's a hard enough job without being pulled into something like that.
2: Yeah, it, it, the the people that gather the portfolios. I'm looking at you, Nathan Merval. Actually, I'm not. I'm happy that I'm not. But you know, there are all these people who went out and, and created something, and they failed in the marketplace. They may have been too early. May have whatever. And then they can basically feel, well, okay, I can license this into somebody's portfolio. It's the best chance I might have for ever recovering anything I did. And that's just, it's such the wrong approach. It's like, okay, if you didn't succeed in, in what you were working on, try something else, you know?
0: Okay, Kevin, you've got any, um, I mean, obviously, I think that's the really big one of the year. What, what was bad as far as you were concerned this year?
1: Um, I, I really, I think it was a great year for software uh, developers. I think it was a it was a great year for uh for platforms, for what we got to work with. Um, I, the patent trolls were, were the biggest thing that I've seen as bad, and yeah, I could have used a, a, an early release of uh, some products that didn't happen. But um, other than that, it's, it's been a great year. I'd, I can't really complain, except that I'm I'm still sitting here trying to push a 2.0 product out the door.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's been a good year, and, and I think the patent trolls are the, the – the big thing, and I, I'm sat here struggling to think myself of anything major that really does stuff. So, okay, we're running out of time here. We've just got um, about five ten minutes left. So, um, uh, what should we do next? I'll tell you what. Let's let's do the things that didn't happen in 2011 that we were hoping would. Kevin Moneywell, too.
1: It didn't happen yet, but we're we're still we still have some some brief amount of time in the in the remaining waning hours of the year that we're trying to uh, to get it out the door, so it, it could it still happen. It could be it could still be a 2011 product.
2: I think there's a we can increase the chance of that happening by keeping
0: Kevin on the air for the next couple of hours.
1: <laughs> my my developers would probably agree with you, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> well, as we are speaking, I think there are what about yeah, it was twelve hours, fifteen hours left until the uh, submission process closes for 2000. And, uh, 2011?
1: It closes, actually, uh, they're, they're shut down on the 22nd. Um, but if you want to get anything approved, you know, you certainly can't submit a day before they close. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty much at the deadline today. Today's probably the last day for hoping to get anything approved.
0: So your guys are beavering away, and, and you're going to beaver back away, and I suggest it's going to be a long, long day for you, and, and really this hasn't been the best use of your time. <laughs> We contributed, John, to the failure of Moneywell too.
2: No, 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 no. I, I, it's the exact opposite. I mean, I think I think the only thing we can do is if we can somehow get you know Mr. Rooney off because from what I remember, you know, this is all Danny Gray. Danny Gray is Moneywell too. He is the greatest software engineer, the brightest light in the universe of software engineering. And had he only kind of you know <laughs> removed those people who, who would dare cover his light. <laughs> Moneywell would have shipped 12 so months
0: ago. If we could just distract um, Rooney, Danny will have it eight by by, uh, by lunchtime Come on Kevin, or are you going to agree I'm, or disagree I'm, with that statement? I
1: I'm, I'm terribly scared of of <laughs> boosting Mr. Mr. Greg's ego at all. He's uh he's not wrong often even when he's wrong. So this is this is a tough uh, <laughs> tough
0: conversation.
1: <laughs> there we go. See, we I want I, I, no, I want to abuse him on the air too much though. Uh, I team I i have to say this Our our development team this year. This has been a wonderful experience actually working with uh, both Michael and Danny because we've had a, we've had a really fun time, even though it's been stressful and and you know we've had some really late hours and long days. But uh, you know the, the team still seems to pull together. So I I'd probably say that, uh, that my best decision this year was uh, was actually expanding the development team and picking the right people.
0: Okay, so we. Um we did see an alpha though. We have been seeing alphas and betas of, uh, of money or two. And we also saw an alpha of textmate too. Uh, but that hasn't shown It's so, you know, there was sort of this back and I mean, nothing to do with you or, um, analog up, but sort of in the community, this sort of, which is going to never happen first, uh, type of thing. <laughs> and so it's, it's a, it's a bit knife edgy, isn't it really here? Although I don't think, oh, yeah. um, I think, I think you're <laughs> further ahead of them.
1: Well, you know, we, we, we got our icon finalized. So I figured that was the only thing holding it up. Bugs. And everything else, you know, the, the idea is if, if it compiles, you ship it, right? That's, that's what you do.
0: That's right. John, what we need to do is think of that real killer feature that we can just suggest to Kevin right about now. <laughs> he really needs to get into the release. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm well, not that thought, malleable at this point.
0: Well, but I thought that you were prepared to make the decision to support iOS 6
1: only. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, okay. Okay. Um, Let's finish with, okay, uh, very quickly, um, John, has there been a piece of software, we, we're going to cram a couple of things in in our last five minutes, John, has there been a piece of software this year that has struck you, is really great that you've started using this year that you weren't using at the beginning of the year?
2: Uh, I would have to say Flipboard is the software that, that I've been most excited by in my, my daily, daily use of software.
0: And why is that then? What is, what is it Oh, about well, here? I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> it's so obvious. I don't know. Uh, because I, I am a big fan of, of, of Twitter for the reason that it, it, it allows me to keep in touch with, with people with whom I have some point of connection, either because I met them at a conference or people I grew up with or, or people who, whose intellectual or artistic work I really enjoy. And I find it. The presentation of it and the layout uh, in Flipboard just wildly better than than what the individual services, the experience of using it on Twitter would be, for example, or looking at it at somebody's Facebook uh, wall. So it, it really gives me the essence of, of these services with a, a level of presentation and an attention to detail and just joy of use um, that that I think has set an enormous, you know, uh, really high bar. So. Um, that that's why I think it's just really great. I think it's one of the best re- – honestly, I think it's one of the best reasons for having an iPad.
0: And Kevin, what about you? I, yeah, this is tough
1: because I, I found so many software products this year that I really love. Um, but for one that I use all the time, uh, day in, day out, and, I, and I've just kind of gotten so used to it, is Alfred uh, with running with Crayons, the, the, the Finder app that um it's just replaced Spotlight for me, I used to use Quicksilver and Launchbar, and I tried all the and I just never I never got comfortable with them, and they didn 't do things the way I wanted them to do it so but I mean, I use this all the time i'm even for silly things like um, like I have external drives that I plug into my uh, MacBook Pro, and I want to get them ejected so I can unplug them and, and move quick and it remembers which drive I normally eject, so all I have to do is do option space, hit an E, and it says, oh, eject, you know, the external 1500. It's like, yeah, and it does it. And, you know, those kind of productivity improvements that I've gotten with it, I, I just love it as a, as, a, as a spotlight replacement and as a, uh, as a launcher. It's, um, it's been a great app.
0: Yeah, I think for me it's got to be Quicken for Windows.
1: You're <laughs> such an ass. <laughs>
0: No, it's definitely not. Um, <laughs> what software have I started using this year that I haven't used before? Uh, Fantastical. I love Fantastical. Um, oh, I love that one. That was my other choice. It's. Uh, I mean, it just looks gorgeous. It does what it's supposed to do. It it, it doesn't try and do any more. And uh, yeah, and I know Michael's been on the show a few times. It's. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not creeping out there, but it's a, a great piece of software. So that that, that that's really cool.
1: And you know what? The the big thing about the great software is. That they're they're doing one thing really, really well. And I think that's a that's a great focus for, for where we're heading with software.
0: Yeah. agree. No, and and that that's definitely a good mantra. Okay, we're gonna close this show down and we're gonna finish by um just allowing you just for a few moments to put your future eyes on. We've been looking back through the year. It's easy to look backwards, it's harder to look forwards. Now, you know, basically my track record on um, uh, looking forward is absolutely <laughs> flaming <and> useless <laughs> and um, so what, 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 whatever you say it can't be any worse uh, than when I say at our Cocoa Heads Christmas dinner the other night we were going back through and uh, we realised that only one person had a valid prediction for 2011 when we met at the end of 2012 that was Mr Michael Duller actually who uh, predicted the demise of the white plastic MacBook. So there we go. Um, <laughs> I know, he didn't really go out there very much. It wasn't too wow. big. Uh, yeah, but, but he was the only one who was right, so he was smug enough with that. Okay, so um, John, give us a prediction for 2012. Apple TV.
2: And, and whether that means that they, they physically you know, manufacture a, a device or they, they, they open up the, the use of, of an Apple TV, either the current device with an update or maybe a slightly newer version. But I, I read a very interesting piece in All Things D, All Things Digital, the, the Wall Street Journal um, blog. And th- th- what they said was, was they, they, they took the quote from Steve Jobs you know, to his biographer saying, yeah, I finally cracked uh, Apple TV. And, and what they were saying is that, that the fact that you had Siri, you have voice control, that, which understood what you meant, Changed everything because you could just search through this this massive, you know, collection of, of media, all connected thematically and semantically, and, and all these things um, w- would change the whole experience of it. And it's not just for the consumption of, of, of television from the people you're used to seeing them from, but if you think about all the the video and, and and text content that you're consuming from Twitter, from your friends, from 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 you know people that you trust that aren't necessarily from major broadcasters, and that you could you could. You know, swim through that ocean of content in in, in, a, in a way that's so much more natural than, than what we're doing now. That that is the that is the big thing that Apple will will do, and that will that also means that that we'll be able to develop apps that that work, you know, through your television, but that are connected to all your other devices.
1: I well, think will be glorious.
0: Mm, okay, that's all been recorded. Remember, John, Kevin.
1: Yeah, I, I have to agree with John. I think Apple TV is actually going to become real, and it's gonna it's gonna give us a better way of accessing content. I think the um I think the back end uh of all that I think iCloud will be a, a huge component of our of our lives in 2012. I think it's I think Apple's going to continue to expand on that, and the idea that we don't have to deal with uh, where our documents are or where our information is that it's that it's pretty much there when we need it and the movement towards, uh, less, less wires and and less connections, but the content's there. So when you go to your Apple TV, if you had something on your iPad that you were looking at, it's suddenly there on your Apple TV. And if you go to, uh, your Mac, it's, it's there, you know, the idea that we don't have to worry so much about, um, devices as, as holding content and our content just exists. And we kind of work with that. I think I think Apple's going to refine that. I think it's going to be a good year for that, and um, you know they've got they've got a lot of motivation to do so because uh, they've just disconnected everything that they they needed to disconnect. So now the back end becomes really primary.
0: So actually, your prediction is John's prediction is right.
2: Yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> two, to, two to one. I've won.
0: <laughs> you coward! There we are. Right. Um, okay. What's mine then? Mine, I think, is okay. I think. The, my hardware, it's a hardware prediction, which I have never been right about, so here we go. Um, I think. Dave, the, you can, you can press the stop button yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> the 17 the inch MacBook Pro will become a bit like the white MacBook was. It will become a, a product on its own, not a part of anything else. It will stay roughly as it is now. Maybe some process upgrades, but it, it will become that sort of different product. The rest of the Mac, um, uh, laptop range, the MacBook range uh, will become solid state only they will lose all of the optical drives from every single model Um, I think we might see a screen update, a retina display type thing in there but I'm not quite sure about that one but basically we are going to be looking at solid state only, the optical drives are going to go from all Mac laptops um, and they'll become the thin sort of MacBook Air wedge shape in there and the 17 inch will be put out to sort of you know just be this legacy product that you can still buy if you really need it my prediction. I
1: think you actually may get a prediction right. That's yeah. That
0: sounds spot on. Uh, Perfectly rational. I'm trying to play it safe, yeah. safe this year. Yes.
1: Of course, Scotty's being rational. What, and it, what, and what it, and it will cost here.
0: 99 bucks for every model. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 now no, no. we're
1: really into Scotty. Now it's Scotty mode. Yeah, okay. No, no.
0: It. Right. Okay. That's uh, We're running out of time. Uh, or we've run out of time. Uh, we're going to say our goodbyes. If you've been struggling through on the feeds, which is very few because it's. Um, uh, it 's been crashing all over the place um, i 'm going to say to you if you can if you 're listening right now on the fees, if you can send me an email within an hour of this show ending, if I receive it within an hour of this show ending, um, I will send you a Christmas present. Which um, is a so $99 MacBook, 17. 15 inch MacBook. retina display MacBook. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not in any way at all. Um, okay, so this is, uh, John, your last chance to pitch your software for two and who you are for 2011, because this is our last show of the year. Um, Far away. Ah, uh,
2: my name is John Fox, and I make a lovely software called Memory Miner, which you can find all about at memoryminer.com. And from now until the 31st, you can get it at, at $20 by using the Coupon code holiday h-o-l-i-d-a-y and I'm going to place a link in the show notes which will go out because nothing says I love you nothing is a stocking stuffer second only to iDeveloper TV courses in terms okay. of showing your love
0: John make sure you give me that link straight away because the show notes are going out today yep. on this one okay Kevin
1: I'm Kevin Hoctor with No Software and my lovely software is Moneywell and Deck Venture, and hopefully you'll see some really new shinies uh, very
0: soon. And Kevin, I do have to thank you because we are being serious here. You are trying to get Money 2 out of the door in 2011 and you still gave us an hour of your time. It is very much appreciated. We need you to on the show as an old friend of the show. And uh, so thank you very much. And I really do hope that we see Money 2 in 2011. And if not, we see it very soon in 2012. And it is a roaring success, makes you a multi-millionaire and you can send me all that money you promised me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Scotty your, your, your check is in the mail yeah.
0: Thank you very much uh, I hope it's, it's less bouncy than your last one um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, my name is uh, it's Scotty I am from iDeveloper TV And uh, a bit like John, we are doing a Holiday, goodwill, whatever you want to call it Present, sale thing As of uh, uh, now until January the 2nd 25% off Anything you stick in the basket at iDeveloper TV It'll just all get taken off at checkout Um, So go check it out. And we released a new course this week on Core Data Performance, so even that will be in the sale. So go check it out at iDeveloper.tv. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, MacDevNet. Um, It's been great talking to you during 2011. We will be back. This show will be back live on the 9th of January 2012. You have a fantastic Christmas. If that's what you celebrate, you have a great New Year. If your New Year's is aligned with this now, um, we're going to get this show out on the feeds tonight, and then we are going away on holiday uh, and vacation for 10 days or so. And so um, you all have a great time. And until next time, you take care.